homily for the fourth Sunday of Easter, May 8, 2022, St. Mary's Church, Grand Forks. We received word this week of the passing of the oldest priest of our diocese and the longtime former pastor of our neighboring parish, St. Michael's in Grand Forks, Father William Sherman. His funeral mass will be celebrated Tuesday, May 10th at St. Michael's. Eternal rest grant unto him, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon him. May his soul and the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. Many of us have been praying with special fervor the past several months for peace in the world and for the people of Ukraine. Personally, another petition has been weighing on my heart this past week to pray for peace in our nation. On Monday, the story surfaced of a leaked document from the Supreme Court fueling speculation that a return to proper legal protection of human life for much of the country may at last be on the horizon. This action will not in itself convert hearts that are hardened by the culture of death. Shrill and vulgar protests have begun and will likely intensify. Convulsions of violence could break out this summer in cities all over the country. As I say this, please God, let it not come to pass. Devout Christians, particularly those in public life, such as politicians, judges, or clergy, will become targets of threats along with their families. It's going to take more bravery than ever to speak on behalf of those who cannot speak for themselves. In the case of a culture of death that prospers only through the vices of selfishness, corruption, and destruction, may we take the lead in upholding the dignity of every human being, even those with whom we disagree. And may the Holy Spirit guide our footsteps in the ways of virtue. On this Mother's Day weekend, I need to express my deepest gratitude to the moms in attendance at this liturgy. You bring beauty and warmth to your families and to society at large in ways that no one else can. What we celebrate about you today is far more than any physical or emotional characteristic. You reveal something of God's love in the way you shepherd those entrusted to your care imparting some of the deepest spiritual lessons that your sons and daughters ever learn. I recall on this day how, as a priest, I have been my mother's son in an undivided bond. No wife or biological children belong to me. Therefore, as long as she's in this world, I am peculiarly my mother's own. I hope your families make this a blessed and special day for all of you. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. As it stands, the statement from Jesus is easy to understand. What you may not know is that our Lord is referring to an example from daily life at that time. When we are aware of that example, what he has to say contains much more meaning. Nowadays, if there were a number of sheep farms in Grand Forks County, we would expect that each one would occupy its own location, complete with pastures, buildings, etc. 
The only intermingling of the livestock would occur if someone left a gate open or if a fence was torn. Well, back in ancient Palestine, the industry did not work that way at all. Each shepherd and his herd of sheep would roam the hillsides and graze by day, and in the evening, the shepherds would bring their animals into a common enclosure. During the night, the shepherds would take turns keeping vigil to protect their sheep from bandits or predators. The next morning, something fascinating would unfold. Each shepherd, one at a time, would walk into the enclosure, begin calling out to the sheep, and start walking to the entrance. Those sheep who belonged to him would know his voice, and on hearing him speak, would follow him out to where they would eventually spend the day. Identifying the sheep visually would be rather impossible, since they had no ear tags or other individual markings. But putting the sheep all together at night did not make for a disaster, because of the way the shepherds sorted them out. We Catholics will often refer to the fourth Sunday of Easter as Good Shepherd Sunday, because we always hear a reading from the 10th chapter of John's Gospel, and this description of the Messiah as our Good Shepherd. What do we learn from this metaphor? For one thing, it is not meant to demean us by using the comparison of sheep. We need not get bent out of shape in a fit of indignant pride, as though the very topic were an insult. The sheep are attentive and place themselves in the shepherd's care. Those aren't such bad traits, are they? We are invited to think especially of vocations to the priesthood on this day. Jesus keeps calling young men to shepherd his flock and to follow him confidently in a life of holiness and service. He plainly told us to ask the master of the harvest to provide laborers for the harvest. Our duty is to untiringly pray for those being called and to assist them with our support. There are two young men scheduled to be ordained as priests in our diocese the first Saturday in June. Robert Furch is a native of Winemere, south of Fargo, and Joseph Littlefield is from Hatton, less than an hour's drive from here. Another transitional deacon, Matt Kensock from Castleton, will not be ordained a priest this summer. Instead, he's going to take some additional time of discernment and preparation, and will hopefully be ordained soon. We pray that more young gentlemen will take that all-important first step and begin seminary formation this fall. Although they have a long way to go, our prayers provide a great deal of support to them. It has been said that every parish ought to foster at least one priestly vocation, either to the local diocese or a religious order, as a gift to the body of Christ. Several parishes, like mine in Napoleon, have produced numerous vocations to the priesthood and religious life, whereas others have not yet produced a single candidate. Even if some have emerged from our community in the past, None of us are to rest on our laurels. We need to be vigilant and encourage those in each new generation who are receiving God's call. Also, as for us parish priests, 
Each of us are urged to bring forward at least one candidate largely inspired by our invitation and support. Our diocese has a talented and capable priest, Father Metzger, serving as our vocation director, but we pastors are the ones, as it were, in the trenches, year in and year out. We priests are challenged to evaluate how our example radiates the joy that only comes from fellowship in Christ. This is a grace-filled and wonderful vocation. It's not without its struggles, but we could say that about any walk of life. If I don't reflect those values in my everyday demeanor, something crucial is missing. A verdant growing tree bears fruit. Every one of us has a stake in making the compassionate care of Jesus more visible in our world. May the Holy Spirit make our hearts ready to welcome Christ the Good Shepherd into our lives in new and powerful ways. Amen.